This is Jonah DeSimone, number 11 of the Niagara Ice Dogs, and you're listening to the Owen 60 Podcast. Back to full time here on the Owen 60 Podcast. We're pumped. We're ready to go. Reese Devaney here along with Colin Ward. Every week you will hear our voices. Uh, we are fired up for this OHL season, and the content's going to start coming and coming, and the return of the featured games will take place the first week of the year, and it's... Just we're going to get back into so much more stuff and it's going to be awesome. So for everyone that tuned in to our episodes throughout the summer, thank you. May have gotten a little boring with, you know, not too, too much. Let me rephrase that. Thank you for everyone who tuned into our shows when there was no OHL hockey, not just the (laughs) summer. So shout out to everyone who continues to listen to us, uh, whether we're talking about golf or baseball or hockey or, Anything yeah. other than the Ontario Hockey League, uh, we really do appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, but yeah, back to full time, and we are pumped. Oh, big time! Yeah, it's ecstatic. I mean, it's the best time of the year. OHL hockey's back, and a lot of preseason action heated up this week. And we had some uh, nice things. We saw some nice things. We've had some trades that we said was going to happen on the last show. We said there's going to be some trades coming, and it happened. And it's going to be a fun one. We had some first points, which is pretty cool. Uh, in this sh- for some show guests, we had some guys on the top line. It's been a fun preseason so far. I can't wait to see it, see it get started for real this time of the year. This time of the preseason, it kind of it's kind of a downer because all the guys are ready to go. The teams are basically picked. You got like three or four moves to make yet, but the the core of your team set it's assembled. It's there, mm-hmm. and it's just exciting this time of the year. And it kind of drags on Reese, as you know, it gets so boring when you get down to those last two, three preseason games. And it's like, okay, let's just start the season yeah. already. Like then, then exactly. you can amp it up. Then you can amp it up, but the teams are starting to get picked. You can see that in the young guys that have made the team, made their teams already where it's like, now I can loosen up a little bit. I'm starting to play more freely. And it's amazing what can happen when you finally get that word that, Hey, you're going to stick with us. You're not going to junior B. You're not going to another junior program. You're going to be on your, on this OHL club. And that's a big deal as well. So it's been exciting to see those guys get the word that they're making the team. And it's going to be a fun season once it gets going. That's for sure. Yeah. And on this show, like you said, we've got trades to talk about. We've got a few commits. Uh, we have a new owner in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, we'll chat about that. Uh, some good stories. Yeah, new group to lead the Guelph Storm, like you said, some really good stories uh, from the last few weeks. So um, it's going to be a fun show. And then, of course, we're going to get to the Central Division and our players to watch um, as we head into the new season. Of course, we'll have our full season preview show uh, before the regular season gets underway, where we'll roll through each division, kind of give you maybe not predictions, because it's a little tough to do that, especially if anyone listened to the baseball show. And for me. The Minnesota, I said the Minnesota Twins were going to win the Central Division. That was pretty bad. And so oh, yeah. we're not going to do that because I am not good at it. Colin's probably a little bit better, but. Uh, yeah, but I'll have some blonde moments in there. You still, fair point. Yep, I fair mean, point. I'll have some yeah. blonde moments. There'll be a couple, especially yep. this year with no season, with no season last year. There's no way you can have a prediction this year. Through the preseason, even it's so close to teams during the preseason. You mm-hmm. watch you watch a game the first time. It's like, oh, this team's going to be really good. This team's going to be really good. And then you watch another team come back and score four unanswered against them. Yeah. Oh, this team's going to be good. Then you watch this. Oh, hey. 
these young guys are better than what I thought we're going to be. So they might be pretty good. So it's all over the place right now. It's going to be tough to have predictions. I think the predictions are going to come in at the trade deadline show, mm-hmm. Reese, where then you can get an idea to where, or after Christmas, after the world juniors, like a right before the week before the trade deadline, that may be another option too, where you can really get a read on guys, possibly Thanksgiving, but we'll see. Yeah, no, it's going to be going to be a really fun year. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, let's get to, let's get right to it. Um, we'll start with trades, signings, uh, commits, whatever you want to call them. I uh, might as well kick that off first because that's always exciting. Uh, first one we'll get to the Niagara ice dogs and Oshawa generals. Of course, they are no strangers to making trades. If anyone remembers Matt Broussard, Jack Stanika heading to the ice dogs in 2019 for uh, boatload of picks and uh, Leighton Moore, Leighton Moore who assistant captain. still upset about, but I yeah, assistant captain now. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. To, good for him. Good for him. I still think he's a really solid defenseman despite his size. I think he, he's got a lot of promise for him. Yeah. He's a good two way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so of course that happened. And then Philip Tomasino going from the ice dogs to the generals for even more picks. And Joey Burke cemented himself as the GM to make the best trade of that season. So, 100%. Of course, if there was a season last year, maybe not. Foshua goes on to win a Memorial Cup. Clearly, they won the trade. But uh, here we are now, and the Ice Dogs are able to pick up, at the time, they were able to pick up the rights of 2020 first-rounder Aiden Castle. He was selected 13th overall. Uh, by the Oshawa Generals. And going back the other way, the Niagara Ice Dogs send Peterborough's second round pick in 2022, their own third and fourth round pick in 2022, and Peterborough's fourth round pick in 2024. Now, we knew the Ice Dogs had to make up for not having a first round pick in this past year's priority selection, and they did that with this trade. Did it in a big way as well. I mean, Castle's a very good player, and that junior Canadian team just moves to Niagara. I mean, the Niagara Ice Dogs junior Canadians slash junior Canadians, we could call them, because that team's going to be really good. And they're young, and they have a good core of 17-year-olds. So look for them to make that jump next year. And they're going to have a lot of guys drafted this year. But in the last past season, they didn't have a fair bit, but this year they're going to have a lot. And they're going to have a lot of high-end prospects as well at the next level. So that's going to be exciting to see throughout the year how they rise. I mean, I really like Bryce Cook and Alec Leonard. I really think those two guys are really underrated prospects on that team. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And Castle joins a very good group of players. And, you know, as, as much as we say, oh, Niagara, they're, they're still kind of on the rebuild. They're not really where uh, the fans want to be, especially after you look at the rebuild that they had. After the 2016 season, you know, they weren't a good team at all in that 16-17 year. They had a jump, made it to the second round in the 2017-2018 season, and then they went all in 18-19. Obviously, little been a little bit slower with COVID, but, you know, this, this, this team is going to surprise some people, I think. Oh, 100%. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win 30 games. I mean, it's not a surprise, but I think that they're a team that, Last year, they had that year where they made all those moves. They get panel. Where if they had a year last year, it's a growing year. And I th- honestly, I believe they skipped this year. Obviously, they've only played a few preseason games, so we really haven't saw them in 
meaningful action yet. But when you see yeah. them together with this full ice dogs club and when JQ Parity, Cam Butler come back from development camps, it's very interesting to see where these guys slide in. But they're definitely deeper, this Niagara Ice Dogs team. They definitely have three lines that you can roll uh, in any situation right now, and which is very good. And I think they have good leadership as well with Jonah, Jake. I mean, they're going to have big years. So and it's going to be exciting to see how Augusta Nelly looks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just uh, give a couple thoughts from general manager uh, Joey Burke. Uh, He goes on to say, this is an incredibly exciting trade for our organization and one we couldn't be happier to be able to complete. Aiden is a player I have wanted in Niagara since his draft year and a guy that we heavily recruited ahead of the league's shutdown in 2020 and had hoped to have been able to draft him. Uh, Aiden plays a style that is a perfect fit for the way our coaching staff does things here. And there is no doubt in my mind that he will fit in great here in Niagara. So there's the general manager's thoughts on the trade. Of course, Castle, he spent uh, the 2019-20 season with the Toronto Junior Canadians and in 62 games, he had 70 points, 35 goals and 35 assists. And props to Joey Burke as well, because Joey Burke hasn't been afraid to make that tough move in the last two years. I mean, I'm counting the season, the non-cancellation season is is not the second year. And the year before I'm counting with the Tomasino move, but he's made the tough moves that have turned out. I mean, the fans are going to hate you when you trade a guy like Phil Tomasino and a guy like Kill Thomas. I mean, those guys meant so much to the organization. I mean, a lot of fan bases don't like when their key guys get traded, but when you get that many picks and you turn out, get guys like this, Aiden Castle in another deal, yeah. you're building, you're building in, a, in the right direction. I think for the, honestly, for like the first time, you can really feel comfortable with this Niagara Ice Dogs prospects pool where there's going to have a lot of get where they're going to hit on a lot of guys because they put themselves in that situation for picks to get guys that are going to come in and contribute right away. And it's just amazing to see what they've done. And I know we're going to get to the next move soon. And there's another GM and Adam Dennis, who's making some very good moves as well. Those two GMs have really, they haven't been afraid to make the big move. And it's really showing to prove them like it's going in a good direction with their teams because of that. Yeah, that is a trade we will get to next. Just one last note, Aiden Castle, he did sign uh, with the Ice Dogs. And, of course, the Ice Dogs also signed import Alex Graham. Uh, so he will he will be Niagara for the upcoming season. Uh, of course, that next trade, Mr. Fantilli. Adam Fantilli In- is headed up north from Saginaw to the North Bay Battalion. Of course, this is just for his rights. Yeah, and this trade's a lot different than the Aiden Castle trade. Obviously, Aiden Castle, you're – he commits to at least 48 hours later where Adam Fantilli, if he commits, it's a big if, it would be next season after the draft because you get where – and that's when the NHL team gets a hold of you and the NHL team will say, okay, for your development, we want – we prefer you to go here. We prefer you to go over yeah. there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, where he goes, but I would believe that if he goes to an NHL, NHL team that really loves this league in the OHL, and a lot of teams do because a lot of teams, it is the best league to develop players and no question about it. And if you're going to be an NHL player, that's what you're, that's your direction, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, he's going back to Chicago this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he looks coming into me, what he does, because it's a big decision. And plus once you get drafted, if he signs, that's going to be on the, that's up to the team where he's going to go. So that's an interesting thing, but it won't happen until next season. Not this. There's no chance he comes this season. Yeah, no, 
no way he's already committed to where he's playing for it's, the 2021, 2022 season. So yeah, don't, don't expect to see Adam Fantilli wearing the green, yellow, and white uh, this season, but it would be yeah. nice to see him and Ty Nelson. That's for sure. Dalen Wake well, as well. It would be well, nice and, to see those. That's well, Joe Ty, it, in that. Is Ty Nelson on the recruiting committee? I was just about to say that. How much? <laughs> like, I guarantee you there's a 100% chance, and Reese, you're probably going to agree with me on this one. There's a 100% chance Ty Nelson definitely sent out of Vantilia text after that trade said, hey, new teammates again type thing. Yeah. Because I guarantee you there's recruitment going on there with Ty Nelson and Adam Fantilli. That's just the way it is. They play together all throughout. They're going to, they know each other. They're good buddies. I guarantee you there's definitely recruiting from Ty Nelson. Yeah. Going back to Saginaw is Sarnia's sixth round pick in the 2022 priority selection and four conditional choices, including two second rounders. And here's just a quote from general manager, Adam Dennis. He goes, Adam is an exceptional player and one who most in the hockey world would know about by now. Uh, We understand that he has a clear path for what he would like to do next, but if anything were to change, we feel we we would be a great place for him to continue in his development. And, of course, anywhere in the Ontario Hockey League is a good choice. But um, with what Adam Dennis is doing in North Bay, there couldn't – obviously there's better situations elsewhere with – teams who you know have the big ranks and who have you know five thousand plus show up and you know bigger markets than north bay but again how can you argue with what adam dennis is trying to create in north bay right now and what he's and honestly he's doing a mini london he learned so much under mark hunter and dale hunter in london where the moves he's making is moves that London makes and I mean that's a compliment to Adam Dennis because he's doing a really good job and that's why I mentioned him and Joey Burke are the two top young GMs right now in my opinion because they're not afraid to make that big move that it's a step back but it takes two steps forwards in the long run and that's what this move is with Adam Dennis Um, I think with North Bay it's honestly the situation you look at Sudbury right Sudbury has been consistent and all of a sudden look at that barn it's packed every game you get Quentin Byfield up there for sure. And now you're going to have Chase Stillman up there. You get Quentin Musty up there. It's going to be wild this this winter in Sudbury. You look at Mississauga. Mississauga made that playoff run. Mississauga, you go to a game that year and they only have like a thousand fans. You have Owen Tippett on your team, the McLeod brothers. You have Harley. You have a good team back there. You have Hag. And you look, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs, you see 4,000 people in that barn. I think that's the situation that's going to happen. It's really going to create a nice vibe there in North Bay. Yeah. Outside. And, and in the community, it's going to be massive if they get a guy like Adam Fantilli. It already is massive with Ty Nelson being there, the first overall pick, being a top, possibly a top 10 pick in the National Hockey League. So it's always, it's already going to be big with Nelson being there, and plus it's his draft year. If you add Adam Fantilli, who's possibly going to be another first-round pick in that lineup next season, yeah. it's going to be – it's going, the vibe around that arena is going to be spectacular in North Bay. Yeah, just to kind of give you a rundown about these conditional picks, I like that they included this in the article on the North yeah. Bay Battalion website. Uh, the four conditional picks are the Owen Sound Attacks third rounder in 2023, the Kingston Frontenac second rounder in 2024, Saginaw's fourth rounder in 2024, and North Bay's second rounder in 2025. And, of course, in accordance with the OHL rules, uh, the Saginaw Spirit, which they declared that Fantilli uh, defected when he declined to report. Uh, So they will receive a compensatory first round pick one slot later than 
where they took Adam Fantilli. And that will take place in the 2022 priority selection. Uh, from the battalion, Saginaw receives all four conditional picks. If Fantilli plays an OHL game before the 2023-2024 season, and just the second round picks if he plays his first OHL game in 2023 and 2024. If that made no sense when I said it, because it's I can a word things wrong, uh, of course, it's you can go to battalionhockey.com, read the entire article. Yeah, it's a lot going on there, but it's a, it's a good move for both sides. Saginaw, they, like they said from that quote, that once he defected, they didn't think they had a shot at him. They mm-hmm. got the picks for him, which is nice. And it's all in North Bay's – the ball is North Bay's court right now. It's up to them what they want to do. Also, uh, quickly, Reese, we had some commitments now. Uh, Cedric Andre signed with the South Charleston Stingrays. That's the East Coast team for the Washington Capitals. So congrats to Cedric Andre. They're getting a really good player. He spent some time with Ottawa last – no, Carolina last season. Spent some time with Carolina last season in their AHL system. So good experience for him. He gets to go to uh, – a good market in Washington. They develop goaltenders very well. They go through their goaltending a lot. I mean, you see that this year with Vanacek mm-hmm. last season. They have a lot of goaltending depth there, so it's going to be a good spot for him. He's going to play a lot in the East Coast and probably see him in the AHL by the end of the season, early next year, for sure. Also, Billy Constantino, former Ice Doug, former Sioux St. Mary Greyhound, has signed with the Iowa Heartlanders. It's an East Coast affiliate with the Minnesota Wild. So there's two commitments or two alumni now that have signed in pro hockey. So congrats to those guys. That's pretty cool. The Iowa Heartlanders and the South Charleston Stingrays. Pretty good names. It's getting like minor league baseball. Bad, yeah. Eh? yeah, It's getting like minor league baseball, some of these East Coast teams. I love that. I mean, we got the Toledo Walleye. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of good names. And wait I think till, hockey needs to adapt that. Wait till we see the Rumble something, like the Rumble Ponies. Wait till we see an <laughs> East Coast hockey team with that name. Yeah. As rough as that is, could you imagine playing for the Rumble Ponies? Like honestly, yeah, what does the lo- what does that logo look like? I think it's a pony. <laughs> but it would have to be it would have to be like the Vegas logo, like the or the Henderson Silver Knights. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies logo. <laughs> it that's not what. Since when do ponies have metal helmets on? So I figured. So it looks like. So it's the front of a horse. That bag. It's got, it's got the two leg, like two front legs. It's got the like the, um, like the metal metal face shield on, and it, I don't know if that. that I don't know if that's the hair or if it's fire. I think it's the hair that comes down the horse's back, and it looks like it looks like the stick goes right through it, like on a merry-go-round. Oh, I'm looking at it now. The history of minor league team logos here on the Only Six B podcast. The face looks like the Denver Broncos a little bit on the one that I'm looking at. Copyright. Well, and then I've also got another one that's got a bat in his hand with boxing gloves and then a wrestling belt. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's interesting. That would be a good one for Vegas' East Coast team. It's not bad, eh? A knockoff from the Silver Knights, a knockoff from the Golden Knights. You know what's an interesting one? Seattle. The Seattle Kraken. What's their, what are they going to do with the East Coast? It's going to be interesting. But <laughs> had to go to the names quickly. No, all good. 
Uh, a couple more things to get to, though, uh, before we hit the break and come back, talk about the Central Division uh, players to watch. Transfer of ownership. The Gulf Storm have a new owner. And, of course, uh, the – am I reading this right? Yeah, so transfer of ownership yeah, um, from current owners Rick Getz, Scott Walker – uh, Rick Hoyle and John Healy to Toronto businessmen, Joel Felberg and Jeffrey Bly. And the transfer of ownership is effective immediately. And they had a good run. I don't like, I don't, I don't like commenting too much on ownership on the business side of things. Cause that's not really fun. Paperwork stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's Whatever. a lot that goes on there, but uh, Gulf storm were pretty successful. In yeah, the last five to ten years. Yeah, they most definitely were. I mean, they had a Memorial Cup run. They had two Memorial Cup runs. They had, an yep. OHL champion, they had two OHL championships. Numerous star yeah. players. Exactly. They've produced a lot of players that have went on to the next level that we talk about day in and day out at the National Hockey League. Tyler Bertuzzi. Robbie hey. Fabry. Hey. Produced some. Produced some. Produ- hey. Pew Suter. Pew Suter. Hey. But yeah, there's a few guys there. I'm getting interrupted in the background. <laughs> Don't mind the dogs, but yeah. Of course, Tommy be... McCollum back in the day. Hey, yeah, I have his Gulf Storm hockey card. Right? That's a nice keepsake. Yeah, not bad. Eh? He was a top prospect. He was a second round pick, I think. Yeah. Second or third round pick. I think second. But it's a good move. I mean, when you're there, when you're in business for so long, you get it gets old once in a while. And it's time for the change. It's a yeah. good move for the Guelph Storm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they replace that because it's a lot of success. So pressure's on because you've got tough shoes to fill. So good luck to them. But they had a really good run in Guelph. That's yeah. 100% for sure. Yeah, I, I had to pull it up. Tommy McCollum, OHL first all-rookie team, 06-07. Uh, most shutouts in the OHL with five that year. Uh, Third-team all-star. Won a world championship silver medal at the U18s, uh, 07 08, CHL goaltender of the week three times, CHL top prospects game, uh, most shutouts in the O with four, another third all star team. I list goes on and on as I continue to try and find where the heck he was drafted. I believe second. Uh, 2008, round number yep. one, 30th overall by the Detroit Red Wings. So it was and one. that was such a good year because if you remember, Stanley Cup champions. Yes, sir. By the way, Thomas McCollum, also a Calder Cup champion. The good, the good playoff series against Pittsburgh, I might add. The good one. The good one. Yeah. The Conn Smythe shift, the best shift you'll see. Oh, I Conn Smythe shift. That was unreal. Yeah, I rewatched that so much. That's a hockey player play right there. That was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So the Guelph Storm have new owners. Uh, we do. There's one more thing I want to get to. Where is it? I probably lost it, didn't I? There you go, Reese. Okay. We can come back with a quick drink after the break. No, I think that's it, actually. I can't see anything else, really. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah actually, one more thing. There it is. Um, the TV. Yes, the CHL on TV. The OHL on TV. Of course, package is now available. Uh, for the all-new OHL Live on CHL TV. So if you're not getting, if you haven't gotten yours yet, get it. Uh, we're going to get ours pretty soon. So 
Um, we recommend doing it, but also announced the uh, CHL on CBC. Of course, we were all pumped up for the CHL moving over to TSN from, uh, from Sportsnet, but uh, with these uh, six games, two in each league in the WHO, QMJHL, and of course the OHL, throughout the season, games on CBC. Pretty exciting. I like it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it allows to showcase the league a little bit better. I, I think it's a really good move on for the league. We've said that for every race that this is the move that the league had to make, and it's about and it's the right one. And it's a really good move. I mean, for one hundred nine ninety nine, you can get all access to the league. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, I know there's a couple of comments. Oh, the I want to. What about just team? Yeah, that may have been should have been included, but it isn't. But 109, trust me, it's worth it. I mean, you can watch every game. And you may think you're not going to, but you will. When your team's in a playoff run against a team that you need to lose, you will be watching that other team play throughout the last three months of the season because of that. So it's going to be interesting, plus lottery runs. So yeah, people, you're going to get your money. It's going to be worth it, trust me. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, you've got more than 700 OHL games streamed across so many platforms, and this is what makes it even better. Uh, you can watch yeah, it on your PC, access. your tablet, uh, you know, Google Chrome for the web browser, you know, iOS, you play the Android mobile devices, um, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, like yeah, PS4, Xbox. Yeah, like. I was just about to say that. You can be playing video games. Watching the hockey game. You can be shoveling the driveway when it's minus 20, snowing and blowing, watching the hockey game on your tablet. It's simple. Free yeah, ad for the OHL. Okay. That's Free a challenge. Colin OHL. Ward, you are now going to have to prove this. How do you shovel snow while having an OHL okay. hockey game in your hand? It's easy. It's I'm easy. really I'm interested to know that. I, you can <laughs> lift snow with one hand. It's snowing and blowing. You hey, you see my driver? Hand. Hey, you see how... You see my driver? What, your 50-yard my... shank? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, I drove the green a couple weeks ago. It was 220. <laughs> yeah, those par threes, man. Oh. Those are hard. Those will eat, <laughs> hey, those will, eat, those will eat you up if you overshoot it. But, yeah, I, my, I just put it up on the – so in my garage, I got a stand. I put my headphones on. It's connected because of the Bluetooth. So – I just have it like that. Obviously, I can't watch it, but I can hear it. It's right on. It's the best of both worlds. Well, and that's one thing I looked in here. That's one thing I looked in here. Might have to message um, someone at the OHL uh, office, whether it's Josh Sweetland or someone else. I wonder if they'd, and I'm not saying that they do this this year because it might be a little tough with the season starting in uh, 16, 17 days, but um, we get the option for radio guys like how they have mlb and nhl like Ooh. crank some reed duffy yeah some mike going. stubbs mike stubbs on the mic yeah that's what Ooh. i'm saying that's good right? yeah, i like that i like that yes that's some the one Joel that's Batano. the one plus that's the, well we'd get him on anyways yeah we'd get him anyways good one blonde <laughs> but all good no that's a good one maybe get the beller going in windsor oh Ooh, man that's yeah best of maybe both something you can, have it all. you can listen to the radio instead of you can shovel the driveway with your phone yeah. in your pocket that's what i'm saying the radio like, get, on. get the audio only just so you don't kill your data or you know your, yeah you can like you, you get can, an 
Like you, you get, get the, the uh, Apple CarPlay app, like how you yes, have sir. for MLB and NHL. You just put on the radio feed, and it's just you can be. That's what I'm looking for. So you can be out in the parking lot after a game, scraping your windshield with the post game show on. Like right, that's a right. vibe. That's, a that's vibe. what I'm saying. Some pre game, some pre game. Exactly. Get a bite to eat. Reese calls it a throat slider. You can get a throat slider. You can have the radio on. There's no HL pregame. It's the best. It's the oh, best. Man. Nothing better than that. That'd be unreal. Nothing better than Could that. You imagine? Yeah. Yeah. That's. And, like and obviously, that. this would probably be for your team if they're on the road. Um, of course, if, say, you're the Niagara Ice Dogs and you're visiting, I don't know, somebody, you just want to hear whoever's doing the game on the radio. You're a Hamilton Bulldogs fan. You just want to hear Reed Duffy all the time. You know, yeah, you get that option. Whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah, just like options, that. right? Yes. Yeah, you get the road because the road team radio travels. So, you get yeah, the road team exactly. option for the most part. So, I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. There's a lot of options now. Yeah. With the tablets. It's on multiple I'm sure devices. that's coming. I'm sure that's got to be a feature sometime soon. Yeah, you could be trying to put your kids down in bed and you'll have the hockey game on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's awesome. Or you want to listen read, to... Instead of reading a bedtime story, you show yeah. them the, uh, the last five minutes of the hockey period. Or you want to listen to Ontario's own Dante DiCaria calling his first season of Regina Pats games. Shout out to him. Congrats on the new gig to him. We met him yeah. uh, when he came down to Brantford with the Barry Baycats this year. So shout out to him calling Regina Pats games. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah we got to get to Regina too. Matty Rowe. Yeah, we do. That's what I'm saying. Inside. The, in, yeah, exactly. the effect inside. Yeah, but that's yeah. sick, though, too. Pats and uh, – is it the Blades or is it the Raiders they're playing first opening night? I can't remember, but that game's on Ooh. CBC. Yeah, it is. I think it's the Blades. It's just up the road, right? Well, it's just province over. Sa- no. Saskatoon, they're in the same province. Yeah, they are <laughs> in the same province. But that's inter- yeah, that's just up the road for them. That's a good one. Yeah, That's remember calling Saskatchewan? Yeah, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Regina. Good one, Colin. Good one. A lot of blonde moments today. Oh, wow. But yeah, hey. AFD Prince OHL Albert needs- and Regina. AFDOHL needs an ad reader, too. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. I think we basically nailed it right there. I know. I mean, That's what I'm saying. There's so, many, there's so many options, so many opportunities to watch right. OHL hockey. Exactly. Get on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, a Skype on. Can you imagine you're filming a commercial? Got a scarf, jacket, all bundled up. I'm scraping a windshield. Oh, That's why <laughs> you're, you're cranking the heat. Oh yeah, Compact Steel in sixty. <laughs> we got you covered. Uh, and then tune all in right. on Tuesday. Then tune in on Tuesday night. Share your week, and we'll recap the week for you. It's perfect. Yeah, we will. It'll be good. Uh, but it's time for a break. We just went half an hour talking about some random stuff, some trades. TV. We're Radio. excited. We're yeah. We're excited. Yeah, we're it's like right now. It's like the pregames uh, two touch before the right now. These shows are going to be. Two-touch. We're going to be excited as tailgaters were in Buffalo for the opening Bills game. Boom! Where they lost, but that was awesome. Yeah, you're a Pittsburgh fan. Let's hey, go Steelers! Even though they the just oppor- lost. Th- thanks for the opportunity, Broncos country. We're back. We're back. Even though this is going to backfire next week when we lose, but we're back. 2-0, baby. Your quarterback yeah. is Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, he's had the best passer rating so far in the NFL, which is pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's a good. He's back week with Schumer. Two. Week two. Hey, week two, week 16, it's all the same thing. 
All right, we will take a break. When we come back, we will look at some players to watch in the Central Division and then, of course, finish off the show with the name bracket as we continue to count it down to OHL opening night here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Owen 60 podcast. The link tree uh, link is there uh, where you can get to the website. You can get to every platform that we are on and helps you get there a little bit easier. So at the Owen 60 podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. But time to get to division number three of our players to watch the season preview show will come up the week before the season gets underway of course october 7th is game number one or day number one there's three or four games uh, first night of the season which is really good of course the one we're looking forward to the most which we would make the trip to if it wasn't on a thursday uh the niagara ice dogs are visiting the barry colts two teams that we will chat about in the next 20 to 25 minutes and we are starting with the home team, the Barry Colts. Uh, first off, with some players to watch. And Colin, who are you looking at on this team? Yeah, so it's a first round pick of this year's draft, Bo Aiki, six foot, 170, defenseman, right handed shot. I think he's going to file into that back end very smoothly with those guys on the trade block. And I mean, there's been reports about guys going to Peter. To Barry, there's been reports about guys leaving Barry. He's a guy that's going to be on their team for sure. He's going to be a guy that's going to be a puck moving defenseman. He's going to play in a good role because we're going to see what Brant Clark does, where he plays this year, if he's in the AHL or if he's back. So it's going to be an interesting spot. He's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to be effective, I think, as a 16 year old. Bo he's my player to watch for the Barry Colts. Yeah, that's a very, very solid pick, Colin. Um, there's, lo- there's lots yeah, to like about I mean, this team. Yeah, and I mean, it, I was going to go show guess, but everyone knows about Bo Gels. You know, he's going to light yeah. it up anyways. Cooper Matthews will light it up too. Cooper Matthews is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, I'm looking at, I think this is an obvious choice um, on defense. Uh, Mr. Brant Clark, uh, first nice. rounder taken eighth overall by the Los Angeles Kings. Does he have a chance to make LA? Y- yes, he is a good player. Uh, will he come back to the Ontario Hockey League? Yeah, more than likely, and that that's just because he missed out on last season um, in the Ontario Hockey League, of course, um, and the development it may not be where the LA Kings would want him to be, so more than likely we'll see him back in a Barry Colts jersey, but you know, th- this guy's unreal. He's going to lead this blue line to do some really great things this season. I think the Barry Colts are going to be one of the better defensive teams in the Eastern Conference, just by the fact that they have Brent Clark leading the way. So, you know, Marty Williamson has himself a very nice player to build that decor around and try and figure out systems that work best uh, with Brent Clark. So I'm excited for this Barry Colts defense. And that's one thing I'm going to be looking forward to uh, opening night against the Niagara Ice Dogs, who have so much young firepower up front. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, he's going to be that stalwart there on the back end as well. Mm -hmm. That's a, big one there all right next team get our alphabet 
the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah. Yeah, Mississauga Mississauga is going to be interesting. And I'm kind of going off the board. It's a third round pick from this past season. Declan McDougal, 6'4, 176 defenseman, left handed shot. I mean, 6'4 defenseman. Have we ever heard of a big defenseman to come out of Mississauga before? I mean, I think I've had a few. And here's the next one to come out Declan McDougal out of the York Simcoe Express program, U16. Very good player, 6'4, high skill set as well. He's going to put, he's going to have a big season. I don't know how much he'll play because just being 16 years old, being on the back end, but he's going to learn a lot. He's going to be a future top two defenseman in this league. So look out for him this past, this upcoming season for the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah. Mississauga is a team that we really have not a lot of info on. And that's yeah. not just due to lack of research. That's just, you know, the, maybe the resources aren't there um, as they are for some other teams. And that's not a shot at the Mississauga Steelheads at all. It's just, you know, we've been focused on other things in Mississauga, unfortunately, just being in Toronto, being where the Leafs are, people really push them, you know, to the back and kind of don't focus on them. But the, the central division is going to be so exciting this season and the Mississauga Steelheads are going to be right in the middle of things. And, and yeah, it's, it's going to be unreal to see um, moving forward. But for me, the player to watch, and of course you got to do uh got to do the name bracket, right? Got to do the man in the name bracket. Uh, Joe Ranger, goaltender. Uh, of course, a fourth-round pick in 2018. Um, he is going to be the guy in net. He is going to start the majority of games. We expect, obviously, things could change, but we expect Joe Ranger to be you know, in the top, top 10 in goaltending stats. And if the Mississauga, Mississauga Steelheads are going to be competing for the top spot in the division or whether it's second or third or, you know, just anywhere, but the basement, Joe Ranger is going to have to be a huge part of that, you know, making sure that he's able to see through traffic, you know, controlling the defenseman, trying to figure out, okay, Hey, like this spot works better for me. Let's see if it works better for you. Try and build the systems uh, from the net out. So uh, when it comes to goaltending and having the best player on your ice, I think that's going to be Joe Ranger for the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. He's a solid goaltender. I kind of lost my voice a little bit on the weekend. I'm starting to lose it there a little bit. Don't mind the voice crack. Yeah, uh, this week he skipped golfing because his voice hurt or because his throat hurt. Hey, that, that's our poll around. question. What is the worst excuse to skip golf? At the Owen Sixty Podcast on Twitter, we'll have. Are you going to quote me? Say, what is the worst excuse to miss golf? Huh. We got to think of our options? options. Yeah, what are the options? Oh, so option number one, your throat hurts. <laughs> option two, you're hungover. <laughs> <laughs> option number three, That's just go golf. Option number three, your girlfriend asked to go to the mall with you, or asked you to go to the <sighs> mall with her. That's pretty That's bad. Come on. Yeah, you got to yeah, go. For the boys, you got to You got to go golf. <laughs> you got to be Furda. Right, we need one more. What's one more good one? As we get off topic, talking about the Central Division, had a baseball game. <laughs> That's Which, a I good mean, excuse. That is a good. We'll file that under good excuse because I've had that excuse before. Not that I can go golfing. You have. Uh, uh, 
I have no family fear. reunion. Ooh, shirts in the wash. I think that's four. <laughs> okay. All right. At the own 60 podcast, have your say. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get roasted next week. On to the I next see Niagara Ice Dogs. I'm going to get roasted. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> On to the it's Niagara Ice Dogs. Of course, we've talked about them uh, before the break in the first segment. But, Colin, who are you after on this team? Their second round pick from this year's draft, third went third overall in the second round. Juan Copeland out of the Detroit Honey Bakes U15 program. Very skilled player. Get two way guy as well. Very competitive instincts in him as well. So he's my guy to watch for the Niagara Ice Dogs. They have a lot of 17 year olds to watch for. I'm going to go for the 16 year old, the rookie this year, the fresh rookie. You could say the real rookie. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to be a, my player to watch just because it's going to be interesting to see how he looks. He's going to have a chance to play a lot, so it's going to be interesting to see how he looks out there. Yeah, well, in, in terms of rookies, you could have taken your pick. They're all going to be really good yeah, for the Ice Dogs. It's not going to be fair how good this young core is going to be. Um, of course, there will be an adjustment period. The league will figure them out. It's just a matter of them uh, making the adjustments and getting used to the Ontario Hockey League, but for me, I've got a couple of guys, and of course, we're going to start in net Tucker Tynan. We have to mention this. Obviously, it was a preseason game. We could read, you can read into it as much as you want. Uh, but Tucker Tynan comes back and shuts out the Oshawa Generals 2 0. Oh, what a story. Too. And it really would have been nice if we could have gotten a full crowd inside the Meridian Center for that game, just for the matter of fact that Tucker Tynan was playing a goal, playing a game and starting that game. So. Um, to see that happen, that was unreal. And I think and, you know, for the Ice Dogs to have him back is it, it's such a huge boost. You can look at Josh Rosenzweig about his development and where he's going to be, but it, it's going to be it's Tucker Tynan's net. It is Tucker Tynan's net, and there's about three or four guys fighting for that backup spot. It looks like yeah. the last two spots. So it looks like they'll carry the three goalies. And yeah, McLean, yeah, by the way, playing in the GOJHL for anyone that didn't see that. And that's the best story of the year so far, and it probably will be the best story this season with Tucker Tynan pitching the shutout against Oshawa, a team that's a rival of the Niagara Ice Dogs. It's been it's really cool to see him back. He's went through so much. He's battled so much. I mean, he signed the AHL for one day, dressed for a game, and then didn't get the chance to dress again. I mean, that's not his fault, and it's unfortunate that he didn't get the chance, but then all of a sudden you lose opportunities, yeah. and you go through and you go through something that – you don't wish no, anyone would go through. I mean, it's unfortunate that he had to go through that and uh, you feel horrible for him. And we're going to bounce back like that. Like we knew he would and the pitch a shut out his first game back at Meridian center since that happened. It's, it's incredible to see. I mean, it almost makes me speechless because a guy like that, he's went through so much in the whole community there, the St. Catharines Niagara community rallied around him. I mean, they're all pulling for him and just to see him do that, it's spectacular. And I mean, the pitch is shut out, dude. That's, that's good. A win period, even to play. That's remarkable for what he's went through. Yeah. And shout out to Brandon Caputo as well, who uh, tweeted that, who had a nice tweet about uh, Tucker Tynan as well. Podcast for the Niagara Ice Dogs, which is cool to see. Uh, and tweet about uh, Tucker Tynan after the game and let people know, because not a lot of people knew about Tucker Tynan shut it. And it was cool to see him tweet about that. And let everybody know around the OHL world. I know he got a lot of following about that tweet, and he deserves that as well. And everyone needs to know that Tucker Tynan pitches a shutout in game one in his first return. That's right on. Congrats to Tucker. Yeah, definitely an amazing story, and we can't wait to see what he does in a full season 
of OHL and for Niagara, it's tough to pick guys because I've already mentioned Alec Leonard. Always, I already mentioned uh, Bryce yep. Cook. No, you know Pano is going to be Pano, mm-hmm. and it's so tough. It's so tough. So I had to go with Copeland. Yeah. Now for, for me, it's going to be Isaac Enright, and th- this guy's yeah. got to have a great season. Obviously, he is a first. He was a Killeter. first rounder, 2019. He was a defenseman, but it, again, it's tough to throw a rookie defenseman right into the thick of things. And you can say, "Oh, well, he's a first rounder. He should be ready for the challenge." And well, on the Niagara Ice Dogs team, they weren't really good defensively. They weren't really good in net. They weren't, you know, too good really anywhere. Um, obviously, going into this season, that has changed a lot of promise uh, for this club. But you know, after Enright's nine points in fifty-three games in his rookie campaign, he was a minus twenty-three. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how he responds in his sophomore like season. That. Even though you know, it's despite it's his third season, but um, I like that. I, I I think for him, it's just you know, getting the confidence up. I think he's going to get a chance to play with Mason Howard this year. I think they're going to give him that opportunity. I can yeah. definitely see that. So uh, for, for him, it's just get that confidence up. And Mason Howard's a good guy to play with because he's going to throw his weight around where Enright can be maybe a little bit more of a finesse defenseman, try and make those nice plays to, you know, get the forwards off and running out of the zone, um, you know, over center. So uh, for Isaac Enright, I think, I think he is, he's primed for a good season and I'm, I'm excited to see him. I'm a big fan of big fan of defense and I'm a big fan of transitioning good defense into good offense. So um, I think yeah. Isaac Enright's a good guy for that. And for the ice dogs in a role like that. Yeah. And playing and playing with a guy like Mason Howard, he allows you to be able to jump up in the rush and play more freely, yeah. which is, is, which is what Enright needs, which is going to be pretty cool to see him uh, get that opportunity this year. And he's going to do well. He's going to produce well because he's going to be running that power play. I would imagine he would run that power play too, being the veteran guy on that decor. Him and Landon Cato will get their fair share of opportunities. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Coach Billy Burke plays that out. You got, got a lot of options there, though. That's for sure for the power play. Yeah, like like we said, it's going to be a fun year in Niagara. I think it's really going to be competitive hockey down at the Meridian Center. So. Yeah, I think so, too. They're going to surprise a lot of teams. About yeah. They're that team where before training camp, you're like, I don't know how good these guys are going to be. And it's like all of a sudden, okay, these guys are playing. Yeah, they're, they bring in Castle. Not, like, oh, they're, okay. They're, they're going to be – they're 17. Now they're not 16. They're going to skip their rookie year. They look good in the preseason. They look good in camp. Hmm, this might be okay. Yeah, it's so, really, really you can't go off too much, of, too much film for these guys either. So you don't yeah, really know. I'm hoping – Like, you know the style they play, but first yeah, time you're going to see it, right? Yeah, they're the one team I hope to make it up there soon just to see how they look because yeah. in a game situation, because practice, you see all the practice tape and stuff, and it's practice. You're playing against your own team, but when you strap them up against the other team, that's how it, that's when it gets interesting. That's how you're going to see what you got. And I'm excited to get down there soon, hopefully soon, and see what they got. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. The other end team in the Central Division, the North Bay Battalion, kind of chat about them with – uh, the move they made to get the rights of the Adam Fantilli, but uh, now for players to watch. For me, again, it's two players, um, two brothers, I should say. You know, you, I knew you going to go. And Paul Christopoulos. Of course, Paul, yeah. the defenseman, taken in round number two. Uh, Alex, taken in the third round. These two guys remind me a lot of what the Canucks built around the Sedins. Are these two the Sedins? No, no, nobody's going to be the Sedins. It's pretty tough to match that. But 
I think if you're Adam Dennis, what you're trying to get here is, you know, you've obviously they've been playing together for a while. They know, they know how to play with each other. They know how to transition. Like I said, uh, Christophe or with Paul uh, being able to move the puck up to Alex, they, they know exactly where each other's going to be. And again, it's a matter of you've got Ty Nelson as well. You figure out a way to get that good neutral zone play where you got the defenseman and the forwards, you know, blue line to blue line. So I think those two guys are going to be huge impact players. And like I said, they're kind of drawn out with Ty Nelson, of course, with Paul on the back end. Um, but no, th- these two guys are going to be exciting. Of course, Wakely um, on the front end, but the Christopolis brothers are, uh, they're going to have a good year. I think I have a nice feeling about them. Oh, 100%. They will. And I'm excited to see how they look as well. My pick is Owen Outwater. First round pick from this year's draft, 11th overall, 6'3, 170. Recent. I, when I saw his tape before the draft, I said, whatever team gets this is getting a ne- the next power forward in this OHL. We saw guys like Ratcliffe and Guelph have such a good year. We saw Mackenzie Entwistle have such a good career. We saw these big, tall guys that are skilled have good OHL careers. And I think he's the next one. He had 62 points in 37 games in the U15 year, so it's Bantam year, but it's major Bantam year, but he's a point guy. He's a big, he's 6'3", you can't teach size. He's 170. Once he fills out, he'll get to about 185 or 15 pounds easily. So if you get to like 6'4", 6'5", 185, you're going to be a force around the net, and you're going to get a lot of points in the OHL level. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy to watch out for in my opinion, this year, North Bay, I think he's going to have a good role there too, because he's so big, he's so skilled and you can't teach size. And when you look at North Bay's positioning, they got about, they got Dalen Wakely, who's, who's a scorer, medium size. You got Ty Nelson, who's a smaller defenseman, but obviously he's good. You got that six, three presence around the net. Look out. And it was like the world juniors that we saw with Elmer Soderblom reached the bit. I mean, being a yep. fan, you saw, you saw him at the world juniors and you had Holtz and Raymond out on the, their respective sides shooting. Who did who they have in front of that? Elmer Soderblom, big guy with some skill. Watch this in North Bay because this power play is going to be exciting to watch down the road. And plus, if you add Adam Fantilli to the lineup mm-hmm. next season, look out, look out. So it's going to be exciting to see what they what they do. But Owen Outwater is my pick, just because you get so many opportunities. You got so many places where you can use him. Plus, he is a center. He is a center. He's a two hundred foot center. So that's exciting. Anything get a big two hundred foot center that you can play in front of the net of the power play or around the net with some skill look at it that's that's nice to have that's a nice luxury to have for sure and then of course going back to the other end of the ice you have a guy who's six seven in net in joe verbatic so yeah size and i mean north bay's built so well if you look at north bay's prospect score and you look at north bay's guys gonna be around two three years from now they're built so well to win for multiple years and it's gonna be exciting to see what they look like for sure yeah uh team number five as we're getting close to wrapping up the segment and then even closer uh, to the name bracket, the Sudbury Wolves final team to get to in the Central Division. I think this one's obvious for you, Colin. Um, player to watch for the Wolves. Yeah, so it's not Quentin Musty. Never mind. It is not. Uh, good job reporting, Reese. That is inside of Reese here on the Own 60 podcast. But obviously he is a good one. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back. <laughs> I already had it picked, man. No, come yeah. back to me. Come back to me. I'm still going through my options. I got it down to like three guys. It's all good. 
No, you're good, man. Uh, for me, big fan of bounce back years, and Landon McCallum uh, needs okay. a bat needs a bounce back year. The Delhi, Ontario native. I like that. I like that. Shout out. I like that. <laughs> Six points in fifty-two games. Uh, he he needs to have a bounce back season. He, you know, of course, him and his family they expected big things out of him. You know, especially when it came to the NHL draft. And why wouldn't you? He was drafted fifteenth overall in two thousand nineteen. You expect a guy like that to be successful and you know be drafted, uh, you know, between the second and fourth round, but. It did not happen, and he's got something to prove this season. He's got a guy like Quentin Musty coming in that he can, you know, feed ideas off of. Two guys are clearly talented, but you're going to get that, you know, skill set from Musty, and you're going to get the experience in the Ontario Hockey League that Landon got in his rookie year. And I think those two are going to build off each other. Obviously, Stillman's going to add to that as well. I think those will though that'll be a nice group. They can kind of feed off each other, but that's that's in the line. Yeah, Landon McCallum's gonna he's gonna have to have a bounce back season this year for the Sudbury Wolves. And I think if the Wolves are gonna be successful this season, he's gonna have a good year. If he's not gonna have a good year, or if he's not having a good year, I think the Sudbury Wolves aren't where everyone expected to be. Yeah, and with Landon, he's had a get going to development camp with the St. Louis Blues. He's gonna learn a ton from that. Yeah, he's had a good year. He had a good eerie showcase as well. And going getting to development camp with the St. Louis Blues, he's gonna battle in he's He's gotten a lot. He's gotten bigger this offseason. I mean, he works out too with Luke Van Morkirk out there at the Athletes Farm where Bo Gelsman, show guest Bo Gelsman, Gavin Bryant work out. They all work out together. And Landon's in good shape. He's going to be ready to go. And that top line right now in Sudbury at camp has been Stillman, Musty, McCallum. And Landon's been the center of that line. Being a center, playing the role he plays, being that rat type player, which you love to see <laughs> happen around the league. And what he does, what he's going to do around the net, he's going to clear so much space for them. He's going to get a lot of points. He's going to have a really good year, Reese. I like that pick. He's a potential 80-point 80, 80 guy this year, mm-hmm. over a point a game, no problem. And plus with that line, he's, gonna, he's not going to be the worst player on that line. He's going to drive that line some nights. So yep, that's going to be very fun to watch. He doesn't shy away from that front of the net stuff. He does. He likes doing that. He likes being around the net. He's like a Brad Marshot type player. That was his draft comp. <laughs> and it's pretty well to a T. He's high skilled. He's high skilled with that play around the net, get points, get the dirty goals, get to the dirty areas. I like that. And obviously those type of players make your team better as well, because you're going to make your teammates better because now Chase Stillman and Quentin Musty, a rookie Quentin Musty, isn't going to have that target when you got Landon out there with you. That's going to, yep. he'll clear, he'll care. He can carry the piano as well. Uh, so my pick, my pick, it's a first round pick from the draft before. So I skipped the year. I skipped the year. I went to the 2020 draft. Right. Uh, my 2020 first round pick, David Goyette. I think he's going to have a really good year. He's a high, high point guy. I was down to Musty. I was down to Goyette, and I had to go Goyette. That's why I switched it up late. But Goyette, he's only 5'8", 147, but 138 points in 58 games. Not bad, eh? And it's my image. Yeah, not a big deal. But <laughs> high, 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 high skill set. He's going to settle. He might play the second line, get some first line minutes right away. So look for him. I know everyone talks about Quentin Musty, which is rightly so. He's a very good player. He's a top prospect at the NHL level, Quentin Musty. I don't think he's going to be in. He's going to fight for that top five, I think. I don't think he passes Connor Bedard. He's got a lot of work to do this year to pass Connor Bedard because he's elite. But Quentin Musty's in that top five. It talks for an NHL draft. David Goyette, 
another high-end prospect in this year's draft who might rise up a lot of people's boards throughout the season. So David Goyette's my pick for the Sudbury nice. Wolves. He reminds me a lot. He, he doesn't play like him, but he reminds me of a going into this draft year this year. It reminds me a lot of how Brody Crane's show guess is going to be. Brody Crane throughout the year, you're going to see him go rise up rankings. And I think David Goyette, I saw a ranking too this past week of Brody Crane not even in the top 15 OHL picks in this year's draft. Are you kidding me? How would you not want a guy like Brody Crane? Every 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 time he hits somebody, like do research. Every every time Brody Crane hits somebody, you hear it, you feel mm-hmm. it. Every time he scores a goal, it's a wow. Every time he touches the puck, it's like, oh my! Like did he just tried it, he just pulled that off. Yeah, he did, and that's going to rise up rankings. So I don't know why there was no research done on Brody Crane because, I mean, he's a dog. He's a dog. That's for sure. So. I just had to quickly uh, oh protect their guy, show guest there. But yeah, that uh, I don't know. I was baffled that he was in the top 15 OHL players right now in the draft. I mean, he'd be in my top five. He's that good. Yeah. He's going to rise up rankings, that's for sure. January, yeah. he'll be on that. So that that's the central divi- division, essentially. That is, uh, you know, our players to watch. And of course, we still got one more to go. We got the East Division. Uh, coming up next week and then the season preview before we get underway for the 2021-2022 OHL season. When we come back, the name bracket continues to wind down. Names keep getting eliminated. Names keep moving on. Who moved on? Who got kicked out? Who are the next matchups? You will find out next here on the Own 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demania along with Colin Ward. Some breaking reports, not breaking news, just breaking reports. Uh, the Memorial Cup host may be announced this week. Uh, that's according to Jamie Tozer. I don't know. I think that's T O Z E R. Yeah. Tozer. 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 Jamie. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> no. Jamie, he, uh, we go to Jamie from the queue. He's editor of the St. John Sea Dogs, QMJHL blog, Station Nation. Um, so he worked start. previously for Team Canada, so that's pretty dope. Yeah, um, cool. Of course, and he is saying that, oh, where is it? Uh, St. John's and Quebec are the only two teams bidding for the tournament. Again, this is just all reports. just wanted to make sure that any everyone got that. It may not happen this week. It would be cool if it did, but it may not. Um, he, he says this means Wednesday morning uh, will either be one of the great moments in St. John's Sea Dogs franchise history or another painful loss. Well, okay, whatever. I guess. Yeah. Fair point. They lost to this big deal. They lost it to again deal. in 2012 when they tried to bid it for it last time, but they were good that year too. Yeah, exactly. St. John's is really good, good that year. They won the Q. Yeah, they won the Q. Yeah. So, who, who knows? We could see a Mem Cup host this week. 
I, retwe- yeah, I retweeted that for waiting. anyone who wants to read that article. Jamie Tozier uh, on Twitter. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Tozier, uh, T-O-Z-E-R. Again, apologies if I pronounced that wrong. I'll get I've been botching names all day. Yeah, which, nice transition there, man. The name bracket. Hey, no problem. Not a boy. Unexpected. Who are the winners? I'm not going to – so – Matchup number one, we had Giancarlo Shanton versus Owen Stammer. The last remaining non-OHLer in Owen Stammer was defeated. Damn. Lost by 6% to Giancarlo Shanton. The Swiss slugger moves on to the third round again. That sucks. Matchup number two, we had Austin Swankler of the Erie Otters versus Arthur Seelofs of the Barry Colts. Where the Swankler's moving on. Hey. Next round, he defeats Arthur Seelofs. So That's cool. Swanker, he's on to the third round. Matchup number three, we had Navarin Mutter against Matthew Halishak. It was Mutter with the win. So Mutter moves on to the third round. Hey, congrats. <laughs> In our last matchup, just took place yesterday evening, right before recording time, which is pretty good. Good timing. It was Zade Wisdom. It was Zade Wisdom versus Matt Guzda, the Kingston Front Knights versus the Owens attack. Where the Kingston Front Knights move on with <laughs> Moving on to the third round. All expected names to win that round moved on. I think for the most part, we agreed on everything, but the first one, the first I took the Swiss one. slugger. Yeah. yeah, Stammer is a good name. That was a, that was right? the closest. That's a sick name. That was a clo- yeah, it was close to me, but I had to go with the Swiss slugger. Yeah. This week, since we only have two matchups, since we're back to once a week, hey, hey now. Um, it's Matchup number one, it's London versus Mississauga. It's Denver Barkley versus Joe Ranger. That's a very tough one, Reese. That's a tough one. Um, I got to go Joe Ranger. As a goalie, that's a sick name. Yeah, it is a good name. Joe Ranger is a good name, but I got to stick with the Denver Denver Barkley. It's a sweet name. He's got, the Char- he's got like Charles Barkley in his name. He's got like the mile high in his name. It's so many things that go into Denver, the name of Denver Barkley that you could relate to. I think it's so cool, Denver Barkley. Niagara versus Sarnia is our next matchup. It's Anthony Augustinelli versus Marco Jokojevic. Reset the tough one, but I think I think we agree on this one. I'm, I'm going sure. with Marco Jakovlevich. Okay, no, I'm going. With, yeah, I'm going with the. I'm going with Augustinelli. I changed Ooh. it up late. I changed it up late. That's but tough, I'm going man. with Augustinelli. Yeah, so this is our first time in the name bracket. And I imagine it I imagine it's gonna happen throughout the name bracket now as we get closer to the finals that we're gonna start not having the same picks, which is exciting to be honest. But I'm going uh Gustin Alley. You got Jakovic, you got Ranger, I got Barkley. It's gonna be a fun one. Go to our Instagram at the ON60 podcast to get in on the action in this name bracket. You're not gonna want to miss out. It's a fun time. Yeah, it's it something to get us through well. the off season. Yeah, it's a fun one. It'll take. It'll probably go into the start of this season as well, with the name. With there's still being a few names that started a little bit later. It started like yeah. two, three weeks later than usual. But oh, well, we might we might one. line it up where the finals start or where the finals end um, for our uh, season preview show. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Okay, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. We'll make some stuff right. happen. That was um, a fun one. Yeah, nice to be Bye. back full time. Yeah, and by the way, Ethan Maidema, that goal. Oh, that was unreal. Saturday night. That was pretty nice. At, against at, the Sarnia oh, what, did, what did uh, Pasquale call the WFCU center? Wolfku? Wolfku? 
Wolfku? Oh, something like that. But yeah, at the Wolfku, what a goal through the legs. Talk about a I forgot about that. Old. Shout out to you for remembering that Pasquale's out of all of that. Out of out of Coburg, Ontario, a Quinty product, Tyler Longo product. A writer, Joel Vanderlyn, had an article with Tyler Longo. Ethan Mitema was in that article, was quoted about that article. So pretty cool little ties to the show. Yeah. Nice goal. Nice goals. He went in on a little partial breakaway through, through the legs and over the right side of the goaltender, blocker side. What a goal. That, nice. that might be goal. That might be goal of the year in case you never saw it. It's been retweeted. I've retweeted it. You can go to our Twitter. It's retweeted on there. It's everywhere on Twitter. It's it honestly is the goal of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Go through the legs like that at 16. Can you imagine being 16 years old? It's like your third game in the Ontario Hockey League at most. And you go in there and do that. Like, I like you're going to have a special future if you can do that at 16. Like, that's special. But I just had to mention that quickly. It was a fun one this week, though, Reese. Yeah, it was. Got a lot in. Of course, next week we'll be back. We'll have the East Division players to watch. And I'm sure some stuff's going to happen. If not, we'll just talk about the East Division for an hour. Just yeah. kidding. That might get a little a little dry. But we got the name <laughs> bracket at the end of the show, so that'll take up 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll have a lot. We'll have a lot. This yeah, there's going to be stuff going I'm on. I'm hoping, yeah, hoping uh, make a trip to the first game of the year. Hopefully, yeah. first game of the year this weekend. But it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. A lot of hockey. Yeah. Subscribe to the OHL uh, TV package. It's worth it. Trust me, you can go a month. You can go a game. You can try a game. You can want, You can just subscribe to one game. You'll be hooked on it, and you'll be subscribed for the year. Yeah. Trust me. One of those three, you're in, you're in good hands. It's, it's how to watch it. The only package out right now is the season pass, the single game, and monthly. They're coming. So. We'll be, yeah, when the games right. start. Yeah, thanks so much for everyone or to everyone for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Appreciate everyone doing it uh, throughout the entire year and throughout uh, this off season, extended off season. Appreciate you sticking around. And we are ready for OHL hockey in just a few weeks. So it should be fun. Back to full time. So we will chat in seven days. Thank <laughs> you.